Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. We're asking, would you eat meat that was grown in a lab? Because the US and the United States, it's become the second country to go ahead to make lab-grown meat commercially available. And they've granted approvals to two companies to sell chicken grown directly from animal cells in a lab, Singapore gave lab-grown chicken the green light. Uh, I think it was back in in two thousand and uh, two th- back in two thousand twenty. So, is this the way forward? Is it the the future, or you know, do you have an issue at the thought of eating lab-grown meat? Noel is with us on the line today. Would you eat meat grown in a lab, Noel? I wouldn't even call it meat. Never mind eat. It's not meat. It's it's been grown in a lab. So it just do- doesn't appeal to you at all, the idea of it, is it? Oh, no, I couldn't stomach it, to be honest, you know. But if you're looking at your meat in the butchers and you're looking for grass-fed stuff or, you know, corn-fed chicken, whatever, but you wouldn't be eating stuff that's grown. And even if it tasted exactly like uh, your... Psychologically, is, I don't care what it tastes like. And then what's going to happen down the line years to come? Just not for you? Oh, definitely not for me. What about you? What about you, Roger? Is it is it something you you would be interested in trying? Uh, well, I've got to admit, it doesn't appeal too much. But in terms of um, from a kind of vegan point of view, there'll be kind of pros and cons really to it. In the sense that the biggest pro is the fact that there's no rights violations involved. So that would be um, you know a big kind of thing from a vegan point of view. And also this idea of um, of vegan-friendly um, animal foods, you know, like a vegan-friendly cat food, for example. It's probably got a lot of potential there. And then I think uh, there wouldn't be really any consensus, really, in the movement in relation to, to this. There might even be a generational divide, really. The, the younger people might be more in favour of it. The older ones, probably not. Uh, probably on the grounds of the fact that they don't regard flesh as food in the first place. But how, how it, would it be, sorry, just explain something to me, Roger, how would it be vegan friendly, I mean, if it's chicken grown directly from animal cells? Would it, well, would it be it, vegan it, friendly? Yeah, well, well, that depends on the technology in the sense that, I mean, there is a real worry the fact that they're talking about having small herds of so-called cattle in order to take a biopsy from but there's also other claims that for example, you might be able to just take a feather from an animal sanctuary and use the DNA from that. And so in that sense, uh, it would be seen as a less of a problem than if you're actually taking, you know, a, a little kind of skin sample. Um, you know, so it depends on the technology, I would think. I mean, th- I mean, the technology has only really been going in terms of lab-grown meat and you know, it used to be called vat meat and all kind of stuff, you know, cultured meat. It's only really been going for about 10 years. So it's early days, really, I think, from, from this point of view. So, you know, it, in, in terms of the morality, it's also early days. Hugh is with us as well. Stay on the line, Roger. Um, would you ever opt for lab-grown chicken or meat, Hugh? In a word, no. Um, I, I, I find the whole thing horrible, to be honest with you. I, I'm a, what they call an elder lemon chef. I've been around chefing for a very, very long time. And the one thing we've always... Um, said is that we want to cook fresh, we want to eat fresh, we want to eat natural foods. Um, people, I appreciate the, the other side will say, oh, well, you know, chicken, chickens are, are 
uh, grown in very unnatural or bred in very unnatural environments, etc., etc., etc. But I'll be quite frank with you, and I'm sure the vegans and vegetarians out there would be horrified at me, but I want to think that what I'm eating had a pulse at some stage, to be honest with you. Um, Noel made a very good point earlier, and that was we don't know how this is going to affect us medically or physically or whatever, you know, in, in the years to come. But, um, I mean, the, the idea has been around for a very long time. Mm. Even Winston Churchill, um, many years ago in the 30s, um, was very pro-it. Um, I can't, what did he say? We shall escape the absurdity of growing a whole chicken to eat the breast or wing by growing the parts separately under a suitable medium. Um, so that was back in the 30s. Um, you know, there's been an awful lot of research done. I appreciate that. But um, they, nobody's talking about the effects of what's going to happen when we get rid of all our animals, all our chickens. We won't have cows running around passing wind anymore and destroying the, uh, the atmosphere and the ozone layer, etc. And climate change, they're saying, will, will, will be halted or at least slowed. Um, Look at other aspects that are causing climate change, I think. You know, there's so many of them out there. But this sort of force-fed meat, um, obviously, like everybody else, I've been doing a bit of reading up on it. Mm. But um, it only takes about, what, 10 or 12 days to grow in a factory-like situation in these well, huge just, farms. Just maybe to ex- explain the process, I suppose, to, to, to people in, in terms of how it's described anyway in the US. I mean, I'm not quite sure what the the, uh, the method is in Singapore, but what they've talked about, the licence that's being granted uh, for the company or the approval given in the States is lab-grown meat. It'll, it'll involve first harvesting cells from a living animal or a fertilised egg to establish yeah. a cell bank that that can then be kept basically for decades in a deep freeze and then they're cultivated in steel tanks where they're fed these kind of nutrients, I suppose, similar to to what animals would eat. I mean, the only thing I wonder in the whole course of this conversation today, and I was thinking about it a little bit earlier, like I think some people might, you know, if they go into their supermarket or look at a menu and, you know, lab-grown chicken or lab-grown meat is on the menu, might give you a little bit of a nick. Maybe you're not too impressed with the idea of eating it. But I wonder, Roger, if the lab-grown chicken was put down in front of you in a plate, would you know any different? Well, the chances are the people won't. And in fact, you know, that, I mean, that's all, already the case in terms of the, the vegan-friendly meats, uh, which are not lab-grown. But I mean, most people now can't tell the difference um, anyway. And so I think there's going to be a kind of shift in perception. I do, I do agree with, with the other callers about the kind of yuck factor. I think people are going to be a little bit reluctant on that. But then that's the way that things change. You know, there's a bit of resistance and then people just get used to it. And I think in some senses people are going to end up having a lot of um, lab-grown or cu- cultivated meat in things like pies and pasties without really knowing it. And in fact, some of the CEOs of the companies that are making it have said that. You know, It's not as though they're going to be able to put a kind of pork chop in front of you. So it's going to be more like the things like burgers and sausages, that kind of stuff. Do you think you'd know the difference, Hugh, if it was uh, plated up in front of you? I would hope, I th- uh, hope to think that uh, I would. I think it's probably more to do with texture than taste. I think you can make, make anything taste um, whatever way you want. I mean, I'd give you an example. For instance, you get your box of chocolates and you go to your strawberry chocolate. You think, oh, this is delicious. That, that's never seen a strawberry in its entire life. It's, it, the taste is made up from chemicals. Um, 
and but still it tastes just like a strawberry. So you can make, I think, in this day and age with technology the way it mm. is, I think you can make most things taste the way you want them to taste. But I think in this case, texture is probably going to be the giveaway uh, initially. Yeah. But of course, we're years away from seeing this, I think, in the supermarkets. I, at least I hope we are. Yeah. I mean, no, it's an, I, interesting, I, you know? it's, a, it's an interesting discussion. I mean, I, I, I saw it overnight um, from the, the US approval, as I said, for the, the lab-grown chicken for sale. And I was curious about how listeners might feel about the prospect of this. Ed is with us on the line. Ed, would the idea of a, a side of lab-grown chicken appeal to you? Absolutely not. Um, when you when I heard it, um, you I thought it was, was a joke. Reminded immediately of uh, the my age here of the 1973 Nightmarish movie called Silent Green, starring uh, uh, one of the famous uh, movie guys, Tarleton Heston. And it's basically one of the things was it was kind of um, where they were producing uh, using humans because of food shortages and the breakdown society using humans as a food source and they came out in one end went into one end of the factory came out in little green squares the other end so it kind of dreamed up those kind of visions in my mind but I'd be pretty familiar with the food sector I worked in the food sector a long time it pretty familiar with the farming now for me um, I take the point the other speaker made on uh, you know flavourings and that but when it comes to you know muscle meat like chicken pork you know um, it wouldn't be for me now to be honest I think the Ireland's grass-fed uh, animals are the best in the world and the, the milk that we get from them is the best in the world too. So uh, I'd be pretty wary if I knew it was a lab-grown uh, piece of meat from some DNA or some other method in a laboratory. Do you, are, are there certain, um, just when you, you you mentioned that, like with regards to chicken or, or meat or fish, mm. are there certain uh, types or protein types that it's easier to kind of get the, you know, the, the flavour or the taste right? Is that... I've kind of tried them all, but I mean, I I've eaten pretty much every every anything from sushi, you know, raw fish and sashimi to um, you know processed foods to you know I've tried some of the the vegan products, but they just don't give me that umami, you know, that kind of sixth feeling in your mouth when you when you um, the texture somebody else said there. I don't know. For me, it just wouldn't give me that bounce. But uh, no doubt. Uh, we probably will end up in a soil. I don't mean with, with regards to humans, but, uh, you know, as I said, that movie Silent Green reminded me of uh, the move towards the lab. And of course, you know, with labs being in the news over the last three years, I think people have a, a nervous reaction to anything made in the lab, you know. No, it's an, it's, it's an interesting discussion. Um, quite a few people actually getting in touch about it today. I think for a lot of people, it's, it's nearly the idea of it. But as one texter says, people complain about eating lab-manufactured meat and yet they're happy to eat uh, ultra-processed food continuously as well. 087-1400-106 is the WhatsApp number. Thanks, though, to um, Hugh as well there and Ed for getting in touch with us about that. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.